Good morning, everyone. Um, congratulations, Joanna. Congratulations, Jim. What an honor <laughs> to be present here at the occasion of your baptism and to hear the testimony of what God has done in your life through Jesus. Um, I have taken a sticky a tissue up my sleeve just in case I start because it is absolutely amazing. It's so moving and it's so wonderful to be with you. Hmm. Well, okay, here we are. Uh, Luke writes his account of Jesus in two parts. His gospel that we're reading on our Equipped in the Way series and the book of Acts. Today, Pentecost Sunday, we're taking our reading from the first chapter of that book. So I'm reading from chapter one, reading verses one to eight. In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven, after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel. He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates the father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. What we've read there in that introduction to Acts is Luke's summary of the story so far. And he is building up to the the momentous that we remember and celebrate every year on Pentecost Sunday. Luke starts by reminding his readers that his first book was about what Jesus began to do and teach until he was taken up to heaven. There's an overlap here with the end of his gospel. And Luke describes the time after Jesus' resurrection from the dead as a time where through the Holy Spirit, he gave his apostles instructions. He proved to them that he was alive, doing normal things like eating, walking and talking with them, along with some not so normal things like appearing in rooms with locked doors or disappearing from view. There's something different about this resurrected Jesus. One of his instructions is is wait for the gift. Wait for the gift the Father has promised. And this gift is the gift of the Holy Spirit. You note there in verse four that combination of Jesus, the Father, and the Spirit. He's bringing those three, the three people in the Trinity together. And he's about to pass the baton to the Holy Spirit. 
And in our passage, there's a clear reference from Jesus back to John's baptism with water. John the Baptist baptized people with a sense of getting them ready for repentance. And John was asked, are you the Messiah? That's what Luke records in Luke chapter 3. And John said, well, no, I just baptize with water. The one coming after me is going to baptize with the Holy Spirit and with fire. So how will you know that the, Holy, that the Messiah has come? You'll know when the Messiah's come, when the Holy Spirit comes. The Holy Spirit came on Jesus at his baptism personally, in the form of a dove. At Pentecost, the Holy Spirit comes on all of the believers. And the baptism that we've just witnessed are that combination of water, I've just spotted the flip-flop floating <laughs> in the pond. That is definitely a moment. Yes, okay. So, <laughs> the baptisms we've just witnessed, a combination of water, moving from death to life, the old life has gone, the new life has come, that washing and being filled with the Holy Spirit. That's what we've just witnessed. And I agree with Tim, it's pretty cool to be baptized on the day that we celebrate what's known as some people as the birthday of the church. So, back to the passage. It was understood from the Old Testament prophets that the gift of the Spirit was the sign that the Messiah had come and that the new era had begun. The kingdom of God is here. And Jesus is preparing his disciples in a few days few days, that's what's going to happen. Jesus linked those two things like the prophet did. When God establishes the kingdom of the Messiah, he will pour out his spirit. You know, that one of the things I've prepared for today, that's really struck me anew and afresh. Here's Jesus explaining to his disciples about the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God coming is announced, is inaugurated with this huge outpouring of the Holy Spirit to the apostles, to the 120 with them praying, and then to the 3,000 people who believed, all of whom became witnesses. And here we are, generations later, as a consequence of that outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the inauguration of the kingdom of God, of this new way of living and being. Right at the beginning of this service, well, just before the beginning of the service, I turned around to say hello to the people behind me through the masks, and I stayed in my seats. It was all very compliant. Turned out they're friends of my dad's. And we are here because our mutual fathers spoke to us about Jesus. And they're here today because one of their daughter's friends is getting baptized in another church in the city. And that church is full of people this morning as well. Lord bless Christchurch Newmarket Road. It's generation to generation to generation. Uh, that's also why I put a hanky on my sleeve. You know, parents, if you're here this morning and you're thinking, wow, what am I handing on? You're handing on the kingdom. <laughs> you're not doing it in your own strength. You're doing it by the Holy Spirit. Thank goodness we're not doing it in our own strength. We mess things up, don't we? 
But the Holy Spirit comes and empowers us. If you're a follower of Jesus and you're thinking, how do I do this with my friends, my work colleagues? What is all this about? It's the kingdom of God. And we're empowered by the Holy Spirit to share this. Jesus talking about the kingdom of God and the spirit coming generated excitement among the apostles and they started asking about the kingdom. Because after all, they knew that if the spirit's coming, the kingdom's about to come. But their question is limited. Their question is, are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel now? In spite of Jesus teaching them about the kingdom of God, both in his three-year ministry and in the 40 days since his resurrection, the apostles' question is limited to local, temporal, political expectations. This is so important for us to get. God's kingdom will not be and is not defined by geography or time. It's defined by relationship with Jesus enthroned as king. God's kingdom is defined by relationship with Jesus, enthroned as king. And that can be anywhere in the world through his Holy Spirit. At any time, even now, Cambridge, is it May 2021? I think it's May. Yeah, let's go for that. Tom Wright puts it like this. Jesus is announced as king and lord, not as an increasingly distant memory, but as a living and powerful reality. A person who can be known and loved, obeyed and followed, a person who continues to act within the real world. The story continues. We are part of it. Do you know Jesus? I hope if you don't know Jesus, you prayed in that prayer that Tim led us in. We all need to know Jesus, to follow Jesus, and to ask for the empowering of his Holy Spirit to live this kingdom life. The question the disciples asked posed me this question. What boundaries do you put around the kingdom of God? They had a very specific understanding of what the kingdom of God would mean, and Jesus blew their understanding by saying the kingdom of God is much bigger, much larger. And uh, I just wondered whether this resonates with some people here. I, um, you know, the last 16 months we've been restricted, haven't we? And uh, that's affected the way we live. And this may seem like a really trite example, but this is the one I'm going to bring. I got my... uh, uh, vaccination on uh, Monday, my second one. Thank you, Lord, for the second one. Thank you for all the vaccination rollout. Lord, equal that across the world. Make sure that the poorest countries, Lord, that are prioritized. Lord, come and do it. Come and do it. And uh, I went to the Grafton Centre. And as I walked through the Grafton Centre, I uh, looked at the shops. I said, this is a really trite example, but this is what happened to me. I looked at the shops and I looked at them and I thought, I don't know how I'm going to go and be able to do a shop again. 
I've been kind of disempowered during these last 16 months. And I thought, heavens, the only way I'm going to be able to come and do clothes shopping is if I bring a friend with me. That's the only way I'm going to be able to do it. Nobody's putting their hands up. Okay, well, <laughs> I'll wear this dress next week as well then. Uh, you know, but <laughs> um, it's been disempowering, hasn't it? I mean, that's how it kind of impacted me in that moment. And what an odd thing to think, especially for somebody who used to work in retail. And there are other ways that, you know, my life has been limited and I've felt low and... On the cycle back, I bumped into, uh, not literally, a member of the church and we stood and, I, and she said to me, how are you doing? And I said, well, honestly, just a bit low. Don't quite understand it. We had a conversation. That connection with somebody in community lifted my spirits. Going home, worshipping God, praising God, lifted my spirits. How am I going to open my home now? How am I going to be generous now? These were all things that in February 2020 were like, that's what you do. It's natural. Some things I'm going to have to relearn. Some things I think God wants to really blow my mind and blow my expectations and do something new and miraculous so that we see his kings with the action of God. It's what Peter explains to the crowds on the day of Pentecost. He receives the Holy Spirit. He sees the effect of the gifts on his friends, the powerful encounter. He makes the connections for people. He takes what Jesus has taught him about the kingdom of God and says this in verse 32 of Acts 2. God has raised this Jesus to life and we're all witnesses of it. He's exalted to the right hand of God. He has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and he's poured out what you now see and hear. What does the kingdom of God look like? The clearest expression of what the kingdom of God is is shown in the life of Jesus and how that works out in and through his life then the lives of the apostles in Acts, and by extension, through the people that follow and through us now. Empowered by the Holy Spirit, we can make a difference in our world, a kingdom difference. In everyday lives, treating, treating people with kindness, opening our homes, being generous, speaking out for justice, mediating peace, medics treating, scientists coming up with solutions, teachers teaching, key workers keeping supply chains going, IT, I don't know what you do, but you do it very well, artists being creative. On and on, think of all the workplace ways you can do it. Think of all the ways that you are in your everyday life. All of us, as well as that, all of us being witnesses to Jesus, his saving love, his healing power. Let's stand now. Holy Spirit, come and empower us to do what we need to do in all those things I've just described and in sharing our faith, sharing the good news, being heralds of the King. Jesus, you're enthroned on high. You've brought in the kingdom of God. May we proclaim your good news. The testimonies that we've heard this morning, may we proclaim that. Come and equip us, Holy Spirit. Just as you came to Jesus to equip him when he started his public ministry, come and equip us now 
Come, Holy Spirit. Creator God, who formed us from the dust, breathe in us again. Revive us, sanctify us by the power of your Holy Spirit. Set our hearts on fire to share the good news of your gospel.